Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. Boy, do we have a treat for you today. If you've ever played Madden before, that's right, any Madden game basically ever, you know of Madden's franchise draft mode, and you also know about the fantasy draft tab in franchise mode. That is where they take every single player in the league, put them in a giant pool, and they just have teams start selecting them. Who goes number one, number two, a full league redraft, and Connor and I are doing that today on this extended, pretty long episode here. We're just going, we're not picking the entire league, obviously. We're just going through what would be the first round. We're using the 2022 NFL draft order. We're going from number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars, all the way down to number 32, the Los Angeles Rams. Every single team, we're giving teams back their original picks, so every team in the NFL gets a selection who would they pick? Who would we have them pick if every single player were made available? It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm Trevor. With me, as always, is my co-host, Connor Rogers. Let's ring the bell. Welcome to the opening bell of the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. I'm Trevor Sikama. That's Connor Rogers. We got a fun podcast for you guys today. Basically redrafting the entire NFL. If you guys have ever played a Madden franchise before and you've selected the little franchise draft or fantasy draft tab, that's essentially what we're doing. We're going through the first round. Every single player is in a giant pool and we're taking the 2020 draft order and just absolutely putting the league into chaos, switching everything up, seeing who goes where, and honestly seeing what Connor and I think of some of the best players in the league, age included, all that kinds of stuff. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Connor, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, my camera looks a little different in this episode. We're having camera issues, so I hope that's all right. You taking the full undisputed crown of having the best camera on this show for this episode. I don't feel good about it because you've just been going through it. Whether it was the power being out, then the camera <laughs> the camera needing a repair. I'm, I'm not going to stunt on this one at all, but I am excited for today's show because this is something that I think every NFL fan, maybe not the ones that root for consistent contenders. Like if you're a Chiefs fan right now, or a Bills fan right now, you probably would not hope for a entire franchise draft right. to blow it up. But for the most part, I think this is something that every NFL fan at some point of their life, especially those of us like you and I that play Madden, and everybody that listens to the show knows, obviously when we get into the quiet time of the year right now, there's a little bit of a video game influence on the show. What it would be like to just blow the league up and start over and say, okay, here's the draft order. And now everybody makes their first pick because Trevor, it's obviously talent. It's obviously quarterback position very early. At some right, point, that clip right. is going to fall off. But you have cap uh, implications here. You have age implications here. You have so many different things why this is such a unique exercise. It would be a blast to do it for like five rounds, uh, but we just don't have that kind of time. Right. We don't have that kind of time right now. Maybe we can we, Maybe we can expand upon this in the future. We could turn it into a, like a multi-episode. Or listeners thing, can. But- they're That's great true. at that. Yeah, you guys Keep can going. build off of it. We we know that y'all aren't afraid to put our ideas yeah. into Madden anyways. So uh, starting this off, I think that uh, uh, I think you guys have a lot of creativity in this. But no, I'm excited about it. You and I are big Madden fans. I mean, you and I talked, I think it was off camera sometime yeah. last week when we were in the pre-show of what we were doing right before we recorded. And we, we talked about how like sometimes we wouldn't even play the games in Madden's no. franchise mode. We would we would just draft and then like shape the team up, simulate it, draft again, and yeah, so, set the hot dog prices with your new roster oh, and then start that's over again. Such <laughs> a, man, R.I.P. Really good owner franchise mode. mode. Yep. Oh man, 
those were the days. Those are the days. No, but I'm excited about this one. There's a lot of things to think about. And I, I, I'm looking forward to in this podcast figuring out when you mentioned it when does the quarterback run stop right when do we start thinking of okay this this quarterback's really talented but he's a little bit older i think i'm gonna go for yeah. the first defensive player on the off the board the first wide receiver or something like that I, i'm i'm very intrigued because you and i we're gonna ping pong this we're you know, we'll collab it a little bit, I guess, when we're throwing names out there. But essentially, oh, yeah. you're drafting one team, I'm drafting another. We'll do the whole odds and evens thing. We're using the 2022 draft order, but it's it's actually funny that you talked about, like, Bills fans probably aren't going to be happy because we're going to have Josh Allen go off the board way before the Bills pick. It's like uh, when we were doing the, what was it, the 20. 20- 20 redraft yeah it's like you don't win here for for some of you teams that pick right the back right end. no it was the, it was the 20 it was the 2019 draft which draft was herbert am i an idiot that was the 2019 draft right or was it yes. 2020 2020 oh man no it's 2020 it was 2020 it was, it was 2020 the, pan- the pandemic draft the virtual draft and i uh i had chargers fans who were tweeting at us when we, when we were doing that redraft episode and they were like hey no offense love you guys i'm not watching this episode yeah i'm done we, i don't need we this get your justin herbert in this episode so i was like you know what that's fair but hopefully you guys can still be entertained by this when it's league-wide and uh we're shaking it up which is gonna be a lot of fun before we get to it gotta read everybody's favorite uh everybody's favorite copy gentlemen talking to you All men strive for gold in their life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there is a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks in the confidence of an eagle and giggles in the face of danger. He is a big, hairless, winning machine. And when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum. That is right. Manscaped would like to introduce to you their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet, the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped is the leader in below-the-waist grooming. Now you can trust them with the whole shebang. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com. You get 20% off and free shipping if you use the promo code PFF. Manscaped's brand new Platinum Package 4.0, the biggest bundle they've ever offered. Giving you a bulk discount on uh, manscapes top products 20 percent off free shipping using the promo code pff or manscape.com it's time to enjoy the finer things in life get yourself a platinum package for your platinum package you want to pick first or do you want me to go first i kind of do and, and you want to pick for all right you're bold with it i like it yeah i, like I think it. i think the first pick has you forces you to make a choice i think the second pick does not i think the second pick will be very obvious based on what happens in the first pick i'd love to be wrong we'll see so number one mm-hmm. Trev, did we here's a, my weekend brain fried moment of the show did yes. we even explain how we're, we're doing the order it's as simple as it is the 2022 draft order yeah and every team has their original pick so don't yes. worry if you're a right. rams fan you are a part of the show enjoy it you are a part of the show you will have to make a pick <laughs> At 32, you did not trade all your picks in this scenario. Every yep. team. I can't guarantee you're getting Darren Donald or Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not. You're not making out like bandits here. You okay? will get. Uh, you will get a pick in this draft. Yes, we're using the 2022 draft order. We thought that we would just keep it simple that way. Um, teams that need the most help still with ownership, coaching, whatever. Yeah, it is. there's a lot of problems still at the top. They, so. they still get the very top. We could have. Oh, you know what we could have done? We could have done like a ping pong randomizer. You know, like for like we team order. But I feel, like that, I feel like that would have dragged the podcast on a little bit. There's that, and then the fact is, I'm going to be a little honest, there's bias to the bad teams in the NFL at the moment because they are the ones that probably listen to this show the most during the draft. This is true. And, like, they're just being honest. Downloads. And, and then, well, you'll eventually graduate, some of you. You've done this with Locked On. I've done this with Sticks of Football. Like, 
the Lions at number two. Hopefully the Lions graduate from picking in the top 10, and then we still hope you always listen to our show, but you're not like, oh my God, what are they doing at 30, <laughs> right. 34? <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> okay, so I have Jacksonville's first overall pick. and You better not blow it. They need it. They, they, need, they it. need to get this run right. Obviously, it's going to be a quarterback. There's no secrets there. Smart. It was down to two players for me and uh-huh. a couple runner up runners up after that. But it's between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, and I'm right. taking Mahomes. And when you look at it, All right. you know, obviously Mahomes has already won a Super Bowl. I understand he's – you could say as many times as you want, Mahomes was drafted into an elite circumstance and worked with Andy Reid and has all this talent around him. At the end of the day, Mahomes has been an absolute rock star right away. Uh, he's 26 years old. He'll turn 27 this September. So it, the age thing didn't really concern. You have two guys that are under 30 years old. Josh yep. Allen just turned 26 in May, so he is younger. There's no doubt about that. I think Josh Allen is the better runner of the two. But I just look at what Mahomes has already accomplished and what's ahead of him. Uh, and obviously, you and I are—we're not drafting contracts really into this at the moment. No. But when you look yeah. at Mahomes' contract, it is going to age like wine, in my opinion. When the quarterbacks start to surpass him, and the fact that the way the structure of that deal—I actually think for the player he is at his age—that uh, deal is fine. So Jacksonville takes Mahomes. He's already won a Super Bowl. Uh, he can go down as one of the great ones, honestly. When all is said and done, and I had to make him the number one overall pick. Yeah, uh, obviously number two is the Detroit Lions, and you're right. It was down to two quarterbacks to start this draft off. Uh, I'm taking Josh Allen as well. You, you could talk about the other quarterbacks, and I'm not giving anything away. Some of the younger guys that you absolutely love, the Joe Burrows, uh, yep. the, the the Justin Herberts. You know, if you want to throw Lamar Jackson in there, a former MVP already, right? How much he changes the game when you have a great offense built around him and utilize his talents a lot. So, I mean, like, those are the guys that are in the conversation. I assume that those were a handful of the guys that you talked about yep. just being outside but there's not really anybody else in that number one tier if the league was restarting today it really would be between these two quarterbacks and it's funny you and I said that we were going to do this topic and I was thinking earlier today I was like if I get the number one pick I'm picking Josh Allen I'm doing it I'm shaking it up it's closer than people think I'm making a statement I'm picking Josh Allen and the more I thought about it the more I was like it really is dead even between these two guys right now. You truly, at least I think, you there is no wrong answer between the two. I agree. But Mahomes has the Super Bowl, right? Mahomes has the MVP. Like Mahomes does have those accomplishments that you are shooting for, and I believe that Josh Allen can absolutely achieve those as well. He's within the conversation. But I think I would have – I. I I don't know what the pressure was like being at number one because you just took it from me, but I think if I was in your chair, I would have made the same decision. Patrick Mahomes would have went number one, and I think it's an obvious one that the Detroit Lions uh, have to pick Josh Allen here at number two in this uh, franchise draft, fantasy draft here. So quarterbacks, they go one and two, and I don't think there's a big disagreement here. Yeah, I think the it's really tough, right? It's really nitpicking. These guys are special. They're the two, in my opinion, most valuable players of the league, I think, in, in terms of I would agree. I everything. Would agree. Talent, resume, age, val- value. That's what value is. Honestly, when it comes down to it, that's what value is. Leadership, face of the franchise, all those things. Um, you know, Mahomes has a bigger sample size that didn't, like, ultimately decide this he does have a bigger sample size than josh allen but both of them have shown what they are so 
No surprise, I think, for anybody listening to the show that Mahomes went number one at Jacksonville and the Lions, you have them taking Josh Allen. I guess this is where it gets interesting, right? There are a lot of different arguments you can have here at mm. number three for the draft Houston really Texans. does start at three. It, it really, does. Draft you knew, really does start at three. Kind of knew how one and two would go. Now you get into a situation that I, I'm going to be honest. This one, this one's very difficult to me. It's down to three guys, and I'm I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, I'm going to just say it outright. Who I'm taking? I'm taking Joe Burrow in this spot. A, a young a young quarterback that you know we we saw the national title run we saw the out of nowhere run to the super bowl and they came up short but what this guy does to elevate everywhere he goes is just unbelievable i think when you look at burrow he obviously has incredible ball placement incredible touch thrower mm-hmm. incredible mental processing he has good feet in the pocket He's somebody that guys just love to play. I mean, adore. They adore him. And I think when you think of face of the franchise, when you get outside the obvious of Mahomes and Allen, I don't think there is a better guy going forward to handle that role than Joe Burrow. And I know there will be people here that, you know, argue for the athleticism and the rocket arm and the raw talent of Justin Herbert, and I won't push back against you. But And I know it's cliche to say, and it's, it's borderline stupid a lot of the times, but for Joe Burrow, it is not stupid. He is born to win. He is somebody that I truly believe whatever situation he's put in, he will give you the largest win output for himself. He is walking war, right? The the stat war. The fact that the guy is, he makes the most out of what's around him. And it's been really good, whether it was LSU or now the Bengals. Although when you look at that offensive line last year, you could counter that there was a giant weakness. I love Joe Burrow's game. I love Joe Burrow's attitude. Uh, and, and maybe he's a surprise pick at three, but I'm, I'm very happy with that one for the Texans. Uh, I, I don't know if I would say that it's a, a surprise pick at three. You know, if we knew that there was going to be a debate at number one and number two between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, I think that everybody knew the debate was coming between Joe Burrow and, uh, and Justin Herbert. And I think that I wasn't sure if we were going to land at this at three, four. I probably figured that we were going to, but maybe it could have been a four, five. Um, it, it would have been somewhere in the top five that we were getting both of these quarterbacks off the board and uh, Doug Kide, who does a great job covering the league for PFF. He wrote an article a couple of months ago uh, where he asked people in the league. Mm. He asked coaches, he asked scouts, if you guys had the choice, who would you take Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? And he said that two thirds of his polling said that they would take Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert. And I think a lot of people were shocked by that. Right. And it's, you know, you you mentioned it there. You, You look at the, the tools and just the raw overall physical gifts that Justin Herbert has. And you figure more people would gravitate towards that in a vacuum. But when you look at what Joe Burrow has done, even going back to LSU and just how unbelievably captivating that final season was for him there that propelled them to a national championship, to a perfect season, to a Heisman, to a number one overall selection. Then you have him going through his lumps as a rookie behind a terrible offensive line and then elevating that offense to the point where the Bengals made the damn Super Bowl last year. That stuff that it's inquantifiable what he brings yeah, and how that's good a great way he to put it. is at this quarterback thing, man. It's just, so I, I really do. I think I would be taking Justin Herbert between these two guys, but again, it's splitting hairs. You putting Joe Burrow at number three means that your 
New York Jets will be getting Justin Herbert because I'm taking him right after here anyway. So I, I, I thought that the top five was probably going to be either all five quarterbacks or at least four quarterbacks were going to get in there. We're four for four right now. You end up taking Joe Burrow one spot uh, ahead of Justin Herbert. But man, for what Herbert showed last year, especially down the stretch, that last game of the season against the Raiders was some of the most incredible under pressure football I've I, I have I have seen from a quarterback. I truly and I, I I don't mean that as hyperbolic. I'm not trying to over exaggerate it. Justin Herbert in that game basically had five or six big throws, not just check down no, throws, not just easy throws. throws, big time throws where his back was against the wall and it was essentially Justin, if you don't complete this pass, your season's over. And he had five or six of those passes in that single game. It was one of the most incredible quarterback performances I've ever seen. It was a great way to end the season. I hope he picks off right where he left off because if he does, we're in for a special year from him. We're in for a special career for him. Uh, I, I have to go Justin Herbert, I think, here for, for the New York Jets at number four in this redraft. I think so. I think it would be pretty tough. There are a few other directions that you could have went and you wouldn't have been crazy. There was compelling arguments for them, but this was the one that had the best argument when you put in the age, the raw tools. Um, obviously, he's another guy that can lead your franchise. Guys really, really like him, and he does everything the right way. And, you know, obviously, once again, he's kind of the closest thing in terms of Allen where you have that size, mobility, rocket arm, uh, Joe Burrow is in a little bit of different mold than those guys. So now we get into the Giants at pick five. And mm -hmm. I don't think anybody would be surprised that some order of Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and Herbert went in the top four. I do think the quarterback train keeps rolling. I don't think we're going to get off of that just yet. Although, obviously, there are some players that make it difficult. But just with how important the position is in the league. Yep. The Giants at five. This and, that's what we, and that's what we got to be doing, right? I mean, it's not like we're yeah. trying to slight anybody, but we are going through this exercise building a franchise. That's what, we're, that's what we're doing. There's a reason why quarterbacks, if they are talented enough in the class, they go number one. That's just what happens. They always go number one because that's what teams are always shooting for. So I think that we're going to – I agree. I figured that the run on quarterbacks would continue, but I'm curious to, to, to hear who you bring into the table here. Yeah, so for me, this this was really difficult, but I'm going to end up going with Dak Prescott. And oh, nice. It, it was really difficult because there's there's a lot to argue here with, with two guys. For me, it was Dak and Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson is significantly younger. I think if you said that to somebody, they would be like, what do you, like, what do you mean significantly younger? Lamar Jackson turned 25 already this year, mm -hmm. right? And Dak Prescott, in about two and a half weeks, is going to turn 29. So you're talking about a four-year difference, which does matter in this exercise. But you always are going to have the people that wonder, and I don't know if I agree with this yet, but there are people that will wonder how Lamar's game will age, right? Because obviously, at quarterback position, legs are the thing that ages. And I'm not saying Lamar is just a runner. Lamar has shown to have an incredible amount of talent as a passer, but... What makes Lamar a potential top five pick in this exercise, a.k.a. a top five most valuable player in the league, and not that long ago the most valuable player in the NFL, is that he can beat you with his legs like a running back, and he can beat you with his arm like a franchise quarterback. So I think 
he the youth argument with him isn't as strong it's strong but it wasn't enough to just sway me away from taking Dak here with this pick and I think Dak is one of those guys that he's been one of those guys that is on every stupid sports talk show in the morning like is he good is he bad is he good is he bad and it's every single summer I don't really know how anybody could sit here and look at Dak Prescott's resume at this point and make an argument that he's not good it's insane to Mm -hmm. me at this point. I mean, you're looking at 37 touchdowns, 10 picks last year. Yeah. Uh, Somebody that should hover around 5,000 yards week in and week out in a 17 game season or year in and year out in a 17 game season, a player that I think is once again, fits that mold of really tough, really respected, um, can pick up the tough yards with his legs, has a big body to hold up for a very long time. He plays around 200, 35 pounds, big-bodied quarterback. And I think he's a guy that is just is the definition of franchise quarterback, is somebody yep. that you can rely on. So I liked Dak in the spot. I valued him in the spot. I'm sure some people don't. I'm sure there's some people that said that oh, I wouldn't take him in the top, you know, eight picks or ten picks. But for me, Dak was the guy after those big four that we keep mentioning that uh, I think will never be a player to have that down year. He will always be a top eight quarterback, top 10 quarterback going forward for the next five to eight years. I also would have picked Dak Prescott. So I'm, uh, we, you're, you're not going to get a lot of pushback from me. I think that Dak gets, I think Dak gets unnecessary hate because he plays for the Cowboys. That's a good point. It's I really a different, do. It's a different spotlight. Yep. I think that if Dak Prescott, now to be fair, like when Dak has also done well, it helps him playing for the Cowboys, right? I mean, yes. like playing in Dallas has its advantages and disadvantages, but I think ultimately Dak definitely, especially in an exercise like this where you are, you are comparing him against the best of his peers in a league redraft format. I think some people would listen to this podcast and they might be a little shocked that Dak Prescott's coming off the board at five. I, I also would have picked him at five. I think that he's an incredible quarterback. I think he gives you so much ability. But the other quarterback, the guy that I would have debated here, is the former MVP. It is mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, and I'm with you totally. So in this top five, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars going Patrick Mahomes. We've got the Detroit Lions going uh, Josh Allen. The Houston Texans with Joe Burrow. New York Jets getting Justin Herbert. Giants got Dak Prescott. Now the Panthers at six. I'm going to have them taking Lamar Jackson. I know that we're a couple years removed from that MVP season when it looked like he was absolutely invincible and there was nothing the league could do to stop him. I think he had, what was it, 36 touchdowns? And hold on, I got his stats right here. 36 touchdowns, six interceptions, had over 1,200 rushing yards that season. I mean, he was a monster. He was a great, he was, he was truly unstoppable. The next year was a little bit of a downtick. It was only 26 passing touchdowns, nine interceptions. So a little bit less and then a little bit more in both of those categories, a little bit less rushing yards at a thousand as well. Same 15 games played each of those times. And then last year only played in 12 games. It was, it was 16 touchdowns. It was 13 interceptions. It was nothing close to what it was before, but I truly believe that this is still one of the elite talents in this league. I really do. You you simply cannot teach what Lamar brings to the table. And I get it. Some people, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, guys' contracts and what do you give Lamar? How much do you give him in guaranteed? Do you give him as much as some of those elite top five quarterbacks for the rest of the NFL? I think a lot of that is certainly to be figured out in the details because teams are always going to look for what they want. Lamar's obviously going to get try to get as much as he possibly can. So a lot of a lot of the final numbers if you will that you come to is simply more of a compromise than anything else ultimately i would tell you that again 
not many people can bring to the table what Lamar brings to the table. And when I say not many people, as a rushing threat, it's basically like him and then maybe Josh Allen, maybe. Like I don't, I don't consider, yeah. I don't consider Kyler Murray that caliber of potential passer that Lamar could be. Or no. I should say, I don't, I don't consider him that caliber of an X factor dual threat weapon. I think Lamar is significantly higher than Kyler Murray. So the only other one that I would say could bring both of an elite rushing level and an elite passing level to the table is probably Josh Allen. So that's why I couldn't let Lamar slide any further than six. He's too talented for it. So six picks down, six quarterbacks off the board. I'm curious if you're picking another one here at number seven for the Chicago Bears. I am, and I like that you took Lamar there. He was the no-brainer to be that sixth pick. I wouldn't let him get past seven if he made it here. I think he gets slept on because, you know, slept on in a way that he's so young still. Seven for me, This I guess this is the first real surprise pick, maybe. Uh, I'm taking Matthew Stafford in this spot at, oh, at seven. Oh, shoot. And that's, I guess the overs in the situation is I took him over Kyler Murray. I took him over two to three years of Aaron Rodgers, right? I took him oh, over. Oh, man. Um, and this is strictly looking at the quarterback situation here. Took him over Russell Wilson. Yep. Maybe that's a wow. surprise to some people, although... You know, they're about the same age. Russ is 33. He'll turn 34 this year. Stafford already turned 34 this year. So, same age. They both had injury history. So, you're, you know, whatever there. I just think we saw Stafford. I've always been a Stafford guy. And Me too. I, people, people, who, people who go back to Locked On NFL Draft, there was a heated debate with me and Ben on who was the better quarterback. Not who had the better career. It was like who was the better quarterback talent at quarterback and it was yeah. Matt Ryan or Matthew Stafford and we were obviously arguing back and forth before last season yeah, yeah, yeah. For Stafford so uh I didn't I didn't have nearly as much ammunition outside of just saying I think Stafford's a more talented quarterback than Matt Ryan was and uh now I feel a little bit more validated a year later after having that debate but uh, I'm still shocked that you picked him oh he, you are I, okay I mean that's 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 you know to quote uh to quote Nick Cage for Saturday Night Live, tie praise. It's high tie praise for, for I mean, Stafford here. Coming off a you know borderline career year at around five thousand yards, forty-one touchdowns, seventeen picks. Um, I just I don't know what more you want to see. He goes to the Rams after spending his entire career in Detroit on a lot of bad teams, and mm -hmm. I know they were a really good football team, but they won the Super Bowl, and Super Bowls are often remembered about. Nine out of ten of them are remembered for what the quarterback did. And sure. Matthew yeah. Stafford last year was uh, excellent with Sean McVay. And I think he's somebody that has a lot of good football left in him where he warrants the spot. You can go very far with Matthew Stafford as your quarterback as long as you have a decent head coach. So this one for me, and I, don't, I just want to remind, this is the Bears picking here at seven. So the mm -hmm. Bears get seven. Uh, Matt Stafford at seven. The quarterback run continues. If this isn't enough, to, we always say he's underrated, he's underrated. Now he won the Super Bowl, he's not. But this is just to continue that praise. He goes in the top seven. You know, now that I think about it, would the Bears pick Aaron Rodgers? Would, would they even pick Aaron Rodgers? Is that something Is that something like you're like, could it's they like a no -go? be okay with it? Could they be okay with Aaron Rodgers being their quarterback? Like Vikings Brett Favre? Right. Yeah. That's like the kind of thing you're looking at in this situation. 
I'm taking Rodgers off the board here at number eight for the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, I, I was I, wondering I, when that would happen. I've got I've got to do it, and, and I get it. You know, we talked at the beginning of the podcast. There's a lot of factors that are going to go into it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is almost 40, right? Is he 39 or is he 40? He's 38. Okay, so he's 38. So he's got a couple of years before Which he's 40. enhances your argument. It does enhance my argument. Well, I mean, look. Tom Brady has skewed what all of us believed about any kind of quarterback age because the man's still playing well into his 40s, and it's stupid. Rodgers has said he doesn't really want to play past 40. I think there's a chance that he'll probably play his 40th season, maybe 41st, depending on how he's playing. But all in all, I mean, the the man's a back-to-back MVP. I mean, he's still playing at an unbelievable level. I've said for a long time now, I know I'm not the only one, so I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, but this is one of the best pure passes of the football we've ever seen Mm -hmm. in the history of the game, ever. What Aaron Rodgers can do with the ball in his hand is magical. It's unbelievable. I still think he has plenty of juice left in the tank. And even if you told me, Trev, you get three years of Aaron Rodgers, he's probably going to decline a little bit as we get to that third year there. Redraft format? I don't care. I'm taking it. Trust your team building. Put a put a MVP caliber Super Bowl caliber quarterback on the franchise. You get three years of one of the best winning windows of any team in the league. You trust your team building from here on out in the rounds that follow. I think that in a redraft format, Aaron Rodgers still has to go in the top 10 and I'm picking him here at number eight for the Falcons. I I can't disagree with that. I think when you look at it, he, there's a compelling argument to take him at seven, but it was the bears. (laughs) So that made it definitely a little tough, right? You know, even at six of the, I think it comes down to this, right? It comes down to you're in the jam chair. You and I are in a lot of jam chairs on today's show. We always are. It comes down to, and we're always, we are, there are no <laughs> bigger basement GMs than Trevor and I. Of course. I think, yes. In the world right yes. now. And sure. I don't have a basement. I don't think you do either, but the, the point stands. No, I'm we from are, Florida. I don't, know, I don't know what a basement is. What yeah, is it's that? all underwater. We what have a couch, we have couch GMing on the show, unlike any other humans on planet Earth. But, it's a belief if you can make a roster that can compete for a Super Bowl in two to three years, then you take him once the other guys were, some of the top guys were gone. And uh, you should believe in your ability to do that, especially with a player of that talent. So, all right, number nine is the Broncos, man. And is does this put me in a pickle or what? And you know why? Mm. Because I think the most logical selection in this spot is Russell Wilson. <laughs> right, right. I you think. Know, you know who's picking after the Broncos? Uh, hold on. I need to look. Oh, Seattle. Is this Seahawks? <laughs> That's unbelievable. So he has to go somewhere boring. Right. He's All probably, right. yeah, he's probably going to go somewhere boring. It's either going to be the ultimate, like, prodigal son returns after three months of hiatus, or uh, it's going to be, what, what, what's, the, what's the catchphrase in Denver now? Let's ride, right? Is that Let's ride. Let's ride. How could you forget it? He only recorded it 45,000 times. Sorry, I haven't been, I haven't uh, been watching Denver media as much. Uh, <laughs> You're down on your Denver media. Yeah, they just beat okay. the for a cup, so I'm not really, you know. They're, oh, that's fair. I'm not, I'm not really tuning in. They're, they're going to lose their whole team to free agency this week anyway, and they their goalies. Uh, the abs. Well, so are the Lightning. Did you see McDonough's no, gone? you guys are. Halak's yeah, going to be gone. You got so much money from the McDonough deal. Teams always help out. They're like, how much money do you need us to take on? We'll take whatever you need. And then they just get to re-sign everyone. Nick Paul got like a 45-year deal. Nick Paul. <laughs> Got like a forty-five year deal for like one million a year. Anyway, just, Anyways, get, Con- so just get Connor McDavid to come. We're in. we're doing, we're going the full hockey podcast again. It is NHL free agency this week, so we were allowed our thirty seconds. Broncos at nine. There are three routes I can go. Okay, and they're all a quarterback. Can you guess them? I already said one. 
Okay. Yeah, uh, one of them is Russell. The guy Wilson. they just got. Okay. Uh, What's the other one that's like kind of obvious ish? Kyler, right? Yep. You're okay. too good. There's a mystery option at quarterback. I, mean, I think you it, actually get it. Is it Brady? No, that's that makes a lot of sense. But okay. no. Uh, ooh. Uh, Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Why you're on it? Why did he guess Justin? Yeah, what I don't, I, I don't get the idiot. Like well, you had the <laughs> you had the process down perfectly, like to a I T. I did. I you're did. like did uh, I 22 year old quarterback that was just drafted Why had a bit had a rough Fields. rookie season, but is still immensely talented. <laughs> not Trevor Lawrence, not Zach Wilson, not Trey Lance. Like, not the guy with my own name, but like, Justin Fields. It shouldn't Fields. even be that difficult. So here's why I bring up Lawrence in the conversation okay. because us as draft guys, and there were not a lot of draft guys mm. that did not think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a great NFL quarterback. I think most of us all thought he was going to be a great NFL quarterback. One year where Urban Meyer literally poured gasoline around the entire state of Florida right. and burned that franchise to the ground as much as he could, and Trevor Lawrence happened to struggle at the same time on a bad roster. Is that enough for us to pull all those cards back and say, hey, you know what? I was wrong. I think he sucks. Because Oh, God, no. No, like, no, I dude, I had him, I had him at like number 21 still on my top 25 under 25 players in the NFL. Yeah. And everybody was like, why is Lawrence on this list? Recency and, bias is wild. Like, wild. come on. Are you, come on. Wild. Urban Meyer was truly one of the worst head coaches ever. 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 For one of for one of the worst organizations ever. Yeah, the team the roster was not any good. The Jags have been awful for the last four years. Jags fans, you heard me give you praise. I love you all. I really do. He wants you to win a Super Bowl. It's one of the it's one of the worst organizations in the NFL. No question. Especially when yeah. Urban Meyer was there. I think that they're going in the right direction, which is nice. But all that to say, yes, I still believe in Trevor Lawrence to answer your question. It would be silly to not. So all that being said, because I do want to be realistic and fair here and I, i'm sorry this is the boring answer broncos fans but i think it's the right one i'm gonna take russell wilson you have to but yeah. that was the argument for me that i do want to make very clear on this show today is there is a projection argument somewhere in a fantasy redraft a franchise redraft so now I you're know. on the clock with seattle yeah i think i know I, where you're going do you yeah i think you're taking kyler murray but if you didn't i wouldn't blame you I'll say that. Here's the thing. I like Kyler. I think Kyler's immensely talented. He's an incredibly talented NFL player. I don't know if Kyler's gonna ever win a Super Bowl. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know if the, if Kyler is that caliber of a player. I don't. You know what my counter to you is? What? I genuinely think he's gonna play baseball someday. Like, and that is in this conversation. This is a franchise redraft. It's true. You got to think about it. You gotta vet it. I think you gotta, when you get... gotta you've gotta interrogate his friends and family, his closest yes. family members. You yes. gotta get them in a room with a with an old school lamp that you're just like putting straight on them. Does he still take BP in his backyard? <laughs> That's only question we need to answer. In all seriousness, though, I do, and I have no. I'm, once again, if he does that, like, good for you, man. I'm not. It's not an insult. No, but... it's awesome. But you're not saying that, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's it is awesome. It would be I, awesome. He was a first round pick in the MLB draft. Like this dude is an incredible talent. But it does come into play, I think. 
I I'm I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. I like it, man. That's what I would have done as well. I'm, I'm if taking, you heard my last argument. That's yeah, obviously... I've, I've got to take Trevor Lawrence. Again, I think the Kyler is supremely talented. I, I don't know if he's if he's the quarterback who's going to win you Super Bowl. I don't know if yeah. he is. And I think I have I, I I think I have more faith in Trevor Lawrence to potentially become that quarterback. And Trevor Lawrence is Kyler Murray is he's not old, but was he twenty? Did he just turn twenty five? Kyler twenty six is, is twenty. He? He's, he's turning twenty five the first week of August. He's turning okay. And Trevor Lawrence is what twenty one. He's got to be 21 or 22. Trevor Lawrence, 22. He turns 23 this year, actually. So he's a year older than I thought he was. But that doesn't change my argument. I'm picking Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, there's not um, not much of an argument there. All right, now it's getting it's getting interesting. Let me just say that. It is indeed. We figured the top 10 would be pretty chalk with quarterback. We went 10 for 10 with quarterbacks. I know some people... Look, I can already see the comments in the YouTube channel. People are going to be like, Oh, they just drafted quarterbacks i don't know i don't know if you guys sound like that you might sound a little bit different but that's, just- that's the, the listener voice but like no i'm just kidding i love you all but come on you can't not you can't not you've got to take a stab at a quarterback and honestly i feel like we might get half of these next 10 picks might still be quarterbacks as well so it wouldn't shock me who are you taking who are you taking at number 11 we got the washington commanders on not the, a quarterback uh, on not a quarterback okay at 11 okay and who's it gonna be a lot of different names I sorted through. At the end of the day, I go back to Jamar Chase. And I think that he is just so special. And obviously, you can argue Justin Jefferson in this spot. He has the youth and production argument as well. Uh, I thought about Jalen Ramsey because there's not a lot of corners in the NFL that can do what he does. But I yeah. wouldn't like how that would age. Like I think if you're taking the defensive stud... You want the longevity as well, and I don't know if you get that with Ramsey. I'm talking about like blue chip player for the next five to six years. Like I felt that way about like Miles Garrett, right? So he was in this conversation, but I just look at the way this league is trended towards wide receiver play, and I will go back to something I always say. I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are going to be the new Matt Ryan and Julio Jones for the next eight years and if you're telling me Jamar Chase can be a Julio Jones level wide receiver which I truly believe then he deserves to go in the top 15 of this draft you're bold Rogers I like it though I like it stick your guns you've been big on you know what you you've been big this whole summer on taping for giving Jamar Chase yeah he's absolutely he's unbelievable you know what you're sticking on brand and uh, and I think that that's good. All right, now now I'm kind of I, I am I'm at a I'm at a debate with this quarterback or some elite defensive players, elite defensive players that are still on the board that we have not uh, that we have not selected yet. Yeah, you got and the you got your entire pick cream of the crop. Like you could pick whoever you want. To me, they're all there. To me, the quarterbacks at the top that are left are. Kyler Murray and, and Tom Brady. I think those yep. two quarterbacks are the ones that I think I would take over some of those elite defensive players that are there. But you only get Brady for one year, right? You only get Brady for one year, right? And you got to put the, the right team around him. But Brady, Brady's, still Tom Brady. He's so good. Yeah, it's he's still so Tom Brady. Good. He's so good. We can't let him go to the second round in this or else somebody wins the entire thing. No, 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 no. Tom, yeah. Tom Brady's getting picked eventually. I think I have to go with Kyler. 
I just I just went against Kyler when I picked Trevor Lawrence, and now it's going to be kind of silly that I'm sitting here picking him. But just going back to the theory, man, you you you've got to start something with a really good with a quarterback that you think can win. And even though I think that Trevor Lawrence has a better chance of winning Super Bowl someday than Kyler Murray, again, I tried to make it seem like it's not that I don't think Kyler Murray is good. I'm just worried. And maybe if, maybe the Cliff Kingsbury effect kind of like has me worried, just like everything that's going on in Arizona. Maybe if he was somewhere else, I'd trust it a little bit more. I think I've got to go Kyler. I think I have to go Kyler. I think so too. You, 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 you watched the first, what was it? Eight, nine games of him last year and what the Arizona Cardinals were doing. And he was playing, he, I mean, he was the front runner basically for MVP after eight weeks in the season. And so I, I don't want to take that away from it, him at all. The skepticism that I have for Arizona succeeding with that organization and, and, and with maybe Cliff Kingsbury as well. I don't want it to get too far on one side. He's still supremely talented. He won a Heisman. He went number one overall. I think I got to pick him here for the Vikings at number 12. So we'll go back to quarterback, and I, I will take Kyler Murray off the board. All right, number 13, the Browns are on the clock here, and I am going to get off uh, the quarterback path one more time here. Well, okay. second time of this draft. I took yeah. Jamar Chase at 11 to the Commanders. You went Kyler Murray to the Vikings, now back to wide receiver, going with Justin Jefferson here. I think the argument for Chase and Jefferson is kind of the same, where they are both insanely young, insanely, insanely young, where you know they can be cornerstone franchise pieces for a long time at the age they're at. You got a guy like Justin Jefferson that just turned 23 this summer. You can build your entire offense around both of them, and you can ask them to do really anything you want, whether it's work the short game, uh, excellent route runners to get open in the intermediate area or win vertically down the field. And I think with Justin Jefferson, he is somebody that shows he can shoulder the load. He can carry uh, the target share as well as anybody in football right now. So I think I've value the premium wide receiver label of Jefferson and Chase that I think are in a class of their own when you also factor in age. I know a lot of people will point it, you know, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, I totally get that. When you factor in age value here as well, I think these guys to me are a little bit more enticing than taking the tier of quarterback that we're at right now. I have not selected a non-quarterback yet in this draft, and, uh, and I am going to select one here. For the Baltimore Ravens at number 14, I'm going to go with Miles Garrett. Just built different, baby. Yep. I mean, there's there's no, there's no other way to say it. Uh, I could have easily gone with TJ Watt here as well, one of the greatest players uh, in, in this league, no doubt about it. I'm sure that we're going to get his name off not too far after this one. But uh, just going over to the defensive side of the ball, we also have not picked a defensive player. So Miles Garrett being the first one off the board, 26 years old, unbelievably talented Feels like truly unmatched. It just it does not feel like there are many offensive linemen at all that can handle Miles Garrett. You know, it's always got to be something where it's it's a full cohesive team unit. You know, you're chipping them. You got a tight end over there. You know, the guards helping out. Whatever. It, it, it one guy simply does not stop Miles Garrett, and I I don't think that that's stopping anytime soon. He's a uh, true marvel of a of a talented player, and and like I jokingly but not jokingly said at the beginning, he's he is truly built different. So I, I got to go with Miles Garrett. We're going to get him off in the top fifteen, and we'll have him go number fourteen to the Baltimore Ravens as the first ed, the first defender in this draft here off the board, but not the last because I'm going defense as well. Fifteen, the Miami Dolphins are on the clock. You went defender. Yep. You went edge pass rusher. Yep. 
I'm going the same route, dude. I am going with Nick Bosa in this spot. Ooh. I think when you look at it, you said Miles Garrett is 26. We know what kind of talent he is. Nick Bosa is 24 and is coming off a 15 and a half sack season. <laughs> so good. Coming off of a season-ending surgery. That's insane. That so tells good. you that so full throttle, this could be a 20-sack guy. He's a special talent, much like Miles Garrett. These are the two edge guys. You have TJ Watt as well. There's a couple of really good ones that are still really young, but it kind of goes back to the Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase argument, right? Where you're looking for premium age, premium production, cornerstone piece for a long time. You got that for the Ravens and Miles Garrett. I got that with the Dolphins taking Nick Bosa. There really is a a drop off here at quarterback because I'm 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 looking at these quarterbacks that are left and I mean I don't mean this with with slight to any of them. There's just now so many good defensive and offensive players around them where it, it, it's a legit conversation with them now where yeah. I think the first 10 quarterbacks that we selected, it was kind of no brainers when you're starting franchises, but like, you know, we've got younger guys like Jalen hurts, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, right? Like these guys are all on the board too. If you want to throw him in there, I, I wouldn't, but if you want to yep. throw him in there. You've got older guys like Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan. They're still in the fold. Um, but I, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks that, that are still there. I'm just, I'm not really tempted by them. No. You know? I'm not really tempted by these guys. Not in the top 15, top 20. It's, I, I go no. I've gone no. I haven't taken a quarterback for a while now. Yeah. Since the, I was picking in the top 10, I haven't taken one. Uh, look, Jalen Ramsey's still on the board. He's got to go off the board here to the Indianapolis Colts at 16. He's just too damn talented. The, so the, the position the position is just too important. I'm surprised we got this far in the draft. It's kind of crazy to say, like, oh, we're picking Jalen Ramsey 16th in this draft. But I don't disagree with a ton of what we've done to this point. Maybe a couple picks that I might have done differently that you've made, and probably it's vice versa as well. But I think Jalen has to come off the board here. He's just – He's way too talented. I don't know if you saw that ESPN article. I think Jeremy Fowler did it where they were polling guys in the league and talking about like how talent, like where they would rank the top 10 in corners or whatever. And I think the lowest spot that I don't remember if it was a coach or an exec had Jalen Ramsey was like seventh. And if you can name seven better corners than Jalen Ramsey, then uh, I don't know how you even you're a, a liar. That's what, do that. you're a liar that's you you're a liar you're a liar that's it there, there's there's no chance in hell and i think they're reasoning and they're, they, it was an anonymous quote obviously it was you saw what happened to him in the super bowl and that was going to be kind of like what it was moving forward and it's like what like what, oh what? man how do, how do you how do you get there from what yeah where, how do we super get bowl, here right how did we get here? Like, is he talking about the play where his like face mask got pulled and he gave up the big catch? Because his face mask did get pulled. Well, I mean, it didn't get called, but we can we can call a spade a spade. So are you basing the rest of Jalen Ramsey's career, which Jalen Ramsey is 27 years old? Yeah. You're basing the rest of this elite player's career off of something like that and one yet. No, I just think that's ridiculous. Jalen Ramsey off the board here to the Indianapolis Colts in this redraft at 16. I like it. Hey, we knew he was going to go early with the kind of unique talent he is, right? I, I was having this conversation not that long ago that when you go through the exercise of the you know concept of number one, so like, oh, number one wide receiver, number one. The number one corner is almost a lost art in the NFL right now. I Right off the top of my head, I have Jalen Ramsey, 
AJ Terrell has cemented yep. himself as that. There, there are a couple guys, but it's low. Like, there's a lot of number one wide receivers. I still think fully healthy Trey White, fully healthy Jair shuts down. Totally so agree. Basically the best in the league, but yeah. But I mean, man, it's, like it's low. There's not many. There's not many. Not a lot of teams have number one corners. Nope. And so that's what makes him pretty special. That's his value proposition. 17, the Chargers are on the clock. And I'm going to go Debo Samuel here because this goes back to you're trying to get identity players. And with Debo, I... You know, when we were doing research for this, I was like, man, I don't think he he's going to get drafted because I just assumed he was older than he is, and he's not. He's 26 years old. So Debo has a lot of really good football in him. We know you can hand him the ball. He's a number one wide receiver when he's used in the wide receiver role. He is a very unique talent. And I think to be drafted in the first round of the franchise redraft, if you are not a quarterback, you need to be a unique talent. And all of the guys that have gone already that do that fit that mold, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, Jalen Ramsey, they are unique talents in this league that also fit the age demo we are targeting early on in this draft. Debo Samuel is the next guy up. Oh, That's awesome. I did not I did not think we were getting Debo in the top twenty, man. But you uh you you look. You love your wide receivers, Connor. Connor I do. I do. Loves his wide. Look, especially when they can play running back. Look, that's where that's where the league is going. Debo's one of the most incredible offensive players in the league, if you will. And so that's uh, again high praise for Debo Samuel. But man, really fun pick there, getting his name up in the top twenty of this redraft format. Dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. I want to pick Aaron Donald here. Dude, I, there's no reason not but, but Aaron, to. Did, did not Aaron Donald down. like kind of threaten to retire this offseason? I know that I know those voices weren't as. Is that loud the new thing though? Is that the people, new? Th- I don't know. It's kind of the new thing. He's 31. How and if if he if there were whispers of retirement, how much longer am I getting Aaron Donald? I'm almost treating Aaron Donald at this point like Aaron Rodgers. And, and Rodgers obviously went high, and I made a case for him, which is why I'm making yeah. a case here for Aaron Donald. But Rodgers also plays quarterback. I guess no one's as I guess no defensive player in the league is as disruptive as Aaron Donald is. He's still playing at an unbelievably high level. I, I think he could play for as long as he wants. You keep him happy. I think he's got plenty left in the tank, four or five years at least. All right, I'll go Aaron Donald. I'll go Aaron Donald here. I, I thought about TJ Watt. I've got to get TJ Watt off the board here pretty soon, but Donald is just he again for how good he is, how dominant he's been throughout his entire career, how unblockable this player is, how unmatched he is at his position. Yeah, we got to go Donald. We got to go Donald here. We got to get him off the board at 18. You said you had to get TJ Watt off the board. I'm going to do that right here at 19 to the Eagles. He is um, incredible, incredibly talented. He's going to age really well, I think. I think he is a guy that even though he turns 28, I think week five or week week four or five of the NFL season. Uh, pass rushers are kind of a different breed when they can stay healthy. They really get that green light going at 25, 26, and some of them age really, really well. Watt's going to be that kind of guy. He's coming off 22 and a half sacks. He had 15 the year before that. He had 14 and a half the year before that. I think he's going to be really, really good in his early 30s. So I don't worry too much about after two years, what is he for this team? He's a special player. Um, he does change the game. His production is off the charts. So I have no problem taking a player his caliber in the top 20. And he is already the third edge pass rusher to go. Miles Garrett and Nick Bosa went in front of him. Yeah, you absolutely should not have any reservations about that whatsoever. 
I, who do we have now? What team? Steelers. Steelers are at number 20. We had a huge quarterback uh, stall here. Yeah. And it... I think rightly so. There's only one guy that I'd be excited to take left. Who's like, the guy? Tom Brady. Well, Brady and then what, whatever you think of the young guys, like whatever you think of Fields and Wilson. I do believe in both of them. I really do. Um, but I, there's just better value on the board right now with the variables that those two have attached to them. I'm also looking at offensive line. We haven't had an offensive lineman come off the board yet. And you know, because, It's not that they're not worthy, Trev. It's that I think you can build a very star you know, studded one outside around one. That's kind of the argument. Like, you're going to get really yeah. good offensive linemen, I think, if you prioritize that rounds two through four. I think we're getting at least three, though, off the board, right? Oh, I yeah. I, there's one that I would not let escape out of round one. Yeah, no way. I'm thinking about Wurfs here. I'm thinking about Wurfs. Brady's in the conversation. I don't think I'd have another quarterback. I don't think I'm, I'm that tempted by Derek Carr. Even though I, th I do think that Derek Carr is going to have a great year. Devontae Adams still on the board. Yeah, he's he's one that you can make. You know, if you think he ages really well in his 30s, and I do, he's going in this first he's round. He's 29, right? He's tw he turns, I think he turns 30 this season. Which is... How old is Tyreek? I think Tyreek's 29 as well. Let's see. Uh, now, you're he's also 28. He's 28. 28, okay. You, the thing with Tyreek that people are always going to be like, how does speed age? I think he's so fast that when he starts to slow down, he's still going to be really fast. He is still going to be really fast. There's no doubt about it. I, oh, man. I think I'm going Tristan Wirfs. All right. I think I'm going Tristan Wirfs because Tristan Wirfs is like, what, 22? Yeah, the, the age value is insane. Tristan Wirfs is 23, but he tw turned 23 this past January, so he's a solid 23. I mean, like, you might get one of just an unbelievably gifted offensive lineman for the next 10 years. I don't think we're giving offensive tackles enough respect in this redraft. Again, well, not, that, not that there's many guys that I would change because we're picking really talented players, but I'm going to go Tristan Wirfs. I'm going to build through the trenches. It's the way the Steelers would want to do it, baby. We're going Tristan well, Works here. Speaking of a franchise that would also do that, the New England Patriots, I'm I'm piggybacking off you again and oh, going. Oh, taking? I'm taking Trent Williams, and my argument for that oh, is shoot. Wait, how Trent's old though? Trent is 33. He okay. no, yes, Trent is 33. Okay, he's not as old as I thought. I thought he was like 35. I really think he can have an Andrew Whitworth kind of career. That's how gifted he is. That he could be playing into his upper 30s at an extremely high level. So that's my thought. I, I think I think you have Trent as, you know, I, I think he's the best left tackle in football. And I think it's going to stay that way as long as he wants to play. And I th and he was, uh, did you see, he was the first offensive lineman to get a 99 rating. Uh, deservedly so. He deservedly was. so. So, yeah, for me, Trent Williams, I, I didn't want to, because of the age, I wouldn't have taken him in the top 20. But now that we're outside the top 20 picks, I just want the best possible players I wasn't doing the Brady reunion in New England. Once again, I'm not trying to make this thing a lot of repeats. So Trent Williams, <laughs> Trent Williams would be a very on-brand pick for them here. Raiders at 22. Uh, Is he doing it? 
what are, when, when you say am i doing it or do you just mean am i picking tom brady like is yes, that what you absolutely <laughs> is that what you mean every time no absolutely. I, I, don't think I'm, I don't think i'm picking tom brady here the the two guys that i'm debating between just checking age really quick oh my god derwin's 25 it's just unbelievable how good this dude is 25 but hurt a lot but hurt a lot which it's which a big factor sucks. man and it is it is that's that's something that you that you have you to can't you can't miss in this round on the redraft man if it's not derwin the other guys that i'm thinking about i'm thinking about i'm thinking about rayshon slater i'm thinking about jair alexander i'm thinking about aj terrell but do I, I – I don't think I can tell myself that I'm picking Terrell over Jair because for as incredible as I could. Terrell's last year was, it was one year. And you and I both know that there is no more hot and cold up-and-down position in, in this yeah. game than corner. And I don't know what Terrell's bounce back is going to look like. I, I don't know. I, I look. It maybe he'll have this elite level for a long, long time. Oh, man. I'm gonna. I'm wow. Pick, I'm picking Jair. He's so torn, folks. I'll pick, I'll pick Jair. I'll pick Jair. He's so damn good. Healthy Jair is one of the best corners in the NFL. I probably think he's a top three corner. He's he's immensely talented he could play inside and out um he talks a lot of smack he backs it up he's got the athleticism he's got the ball skills he's got the awareness he's got the leadership he's vocal yeah there's just again it's a premium position how often do you have a player that has the ability to shadow a number one wide receiver anywhere they go is just as comfortable in the slot as he is on the outside that just doesn't exist with most corners and i think jair brings you so much versatility to the position it's a premium one I'm going to go Jair here at uh, at number 22 for the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, 23, the Cardinals are on the clock here. And this is going to get a little fun. I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts in this spot. And I think Dang. I'm, you're, you're betting on some serious projection. Wow. But I'll say this, man. Number one, Kyle Pitts is going to be entering this season, regular season football games, as a 21-year-old. 21 years old so that means he entered his rookie season obviously as a 20 year old he had over a thousand yards he did people forget on a people, people do forget on a bad team this dude i think is what we all thought he is like i think it's there i think just because the team stunk doesn't mean that the hype should be gone i think that when you uh he's a difference maker on the field whether it's the middle of the field big slot i know he's never going to be this inline monster but he's just so different in the past game, the kind of weapon he could be at this age. Like, if that was him at 2021, 20, what is he going to be at 24? And if you're taking him here, he could be your tight end for the next 13 years. You can't say that about a lot of the picks we've had in these drafts. <laughs> I mean, it's true. So Cliff That's Kingsbury true. gets Kyle Pitts. That would be um, obviously pretty fun to watch. I think I got to go with Devontae Adams here for this next that was, pick. With, with so that Dallas was Cowboys. who was between. Those yeah, are the two I, guys. I, I think I got to go back to the offensive side of the ball. I think I got to go with Devontae Adams. He's just too damn good. And he yeah. and he's just been too damn good for too long. Uh, that 
he's 29. I get it. I looked at him. I I looked at Cooper Cup. I looked at potentially CeeDee Lamb as well. But you look at what Devontae has been over the last, I'll say, four years. Um, I only played 12, 12 games in 2019. I'm looking at it right now. He's three yards short of a thousand yard season in that season as well. But, you know, you've got shoot you've got years with 12 10 13 18 11 touchdowns the guy is just an absolute machine um he's made the most out of being able to play with Aaron Rodgers I still think that he deserves to be a first round pick in this redraft format so I'm gonna get Adams off the board I'll go Devontae Adams here all right I mean listen he it had to happen right yeah had, had... I think he had to be a first round pick in this redraft I think yeah I think he needed to be no I'm with you on that he had to be so all right <laughs> You ready for this one? <laughs> oh, are we getting spicy? Yeah, I think so. I think we're going to have some fun with it. Okay. We're going to have some fun with it because I think they are um, equipped to handle the fun as a fan base. Oh, boy. The Bills are taking Tom Brady. And oh, my God. There's so much layers here, man. Like one. <laughs> You're cruel, dude. We said it in the beginning. The Chiefs, the Bills, like you are the losers of these redrafts, these van, these franchise drafts. Like, you can't... Your rosters are so good. You will not win in this exercise. Your franchise quarterbacks will go one and two. You are the losers. So let's have fun. And let's just take all our chips and throw them right in the middle and go for the Super Bowl right now and take Tom Brady. I mean, this is the route. If you're losing Josh Allen and you still have to pick at 25, you don't even get the reward, the compensation of losing him, why not? Go for it all. Go for it all in the one-year window. They're the team to do it. Look at that face. He knows. He knows what it's like. <laughs> I do know. I do know what it's like. I do know what it's like. I'm very familiar with it. Uh, I, you know, the, as we kind of went down here, I wasn't sure if we were getting Brady off the board. I, I really was sure. I, I don't Neither know if I, I was, honestly. I don't, I don't know if I was going to pick him. I don't know. This was the only spot I I could sell it to myself because they are they are the team on the back end because they there's so many reasons. They lose Josh Allen, they, Tom Brady against New England, like a division he's familiar with, and they are so, so starving for a Super Bowl after the heartbreak they have dealt with. That this is the I think this is the only fan base I could sell it to, and they're like, yeah, this is fun. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Titans are up at 26. Again, I've still got Derwin on the board. I've still got AJ Terrell on the board. Man. I think I'm leaning Terrell. Yeah, he has to he has to go in the first round. Uh, no, absolutely not. No, yeah, I mean, like, there's there's no way that I that that we could have him not go in the first round. He's too damn talented for that to be the yeah. case. I'm just trying to look if there's if there's anybody that I'm kind of Forgetting here, I, I mentioned C.D. Lamb. I mentioned Cooper Cup. You start getting to other wide receivers like Stephon Diggs, but he's 28. Um, Tyree Kill, he's 28. Uh, am I picking a, a D.K. Metcalf over him? No, probably not. Uh, I'll pick. I'll get Terrell off the board here. Let, let's get let's get Edge Terrell off the board for the Tennessee Titans. I'm not sure the, the, like they would pick him there. Um, I feel like they would pick like a like a Joey Bosa or something. But yeah. Maybe maybe I should do that. Should I do that? Should I pick? Nah. Eh. How old is AJ Terrell? He's got to be a youngster. I'd say twenty five if I had to guess. Brother, he is twenty three. 
That's unbelievable. We're picking AJ Terrell. Maybe we we, <laughs> right we might have let him. We might have let him go. We're picking AJ Terrell right here, baby. He turns, Slide too long. He plays. He, he turns twenty four in September, so he'll be playing this. Okay. Season okay. So yeah, that but, makes. Uh, but still, I, I I mentioned a little bit of it when I was talking about him versus Jair Alexander, an extremely talented cornerback, a, a young cornerback. You absolutely love to have that on a, on a rookie contract especially for a guy who's playing as well as he was in his second year. I mean, incredible season. I mentioned it's it's, it's very cyclical. You, you go up and down as a corner. What are you going to be once you have that first really bad year? Can you bounce back? Can you adjust? That's what the best ones do. We have yet to see that from, uh, from AJ just because he's been so fantastic, and that's the most recent year that we have. So I'm very intrigued to see – when he when he inevitably goes down, and I say I don't say that due to lack of talent, I just say that due to the position that he plays. When he eventually takes those hits, when he takes those lumps, when it's not that elite kind of a play, can he bring himself back up, pick himself by up by his own uh, bootstraps, if you will? So, I think that uh, that's something that I'm going to be looking forward to this year and as the years follow. But as of right now, I think playing a premium position for as young as he is and as good as he is, he's got to be on this list. So I'll take a similar path as you looking defense, trying to get young, trying to get a player that maybe in two years stands alone at his position. And that's Jeffrey Simmons here for the Bucks at 27 Ooh, okay. on the interior D line. I mean, we know Aaron Donald's the guy probably not ditching that crown anytime soon, unless he wants to walk away. Like we mentioned, but when you look at the up and coming D line in the league mm-hmm. and also I also really already established considering what his 2021 tape showed Simmons is the guy I, he's the one that you look at and go man he can change the game from the interior of the defensive line he can rush the quarterback he could stop the run he could live in the backfield he's 24 years old so for the Bucks here you know a lot of talent is gone and you're trying to get unique players I can't emphasize that enough in the franchise redraft you're trying to get unique players Trev just got AJ Terrell at 26 yep. like that's a unique because of his age and because of what he can do on one side of the field, that's unique. I think that's Jeffrey Simmons up front in the middle of the field. I think I'm picking Justin Fields. At tw- wow, I think I'm picking Justin Fields. So, so Fields goes over. Definitely Derek Carr. Ryan Tannehill. Matt Ryan. Right. Kirk Cousins. Cool yeah, it's not really that cool nuts. This. If you're if you're going Mac with Jones, if you're going with quarterback, I think yeah, I I've still got faith that Justin Fields' ceiling is higher than um than Mac Jones's. Oh yeah, I mean, there's no reason <laughs> ceiling wise that'll always be the argument. Okay, can I can I tell you who I'm debating between here? Oh, so it's not official. No, I'm debating between two players. Okay, I know who I'm taking at 29 already. So I hope <laughs> it's not that person. I won't say it. Keep it fun. The uh, the other the other player offense or uh, defense? Defense. Ooh. Is yours defense? No. Oh. Joey Bosa? Nope. It's not Bosa. I don't know then. Micah Parsons is the other player oh, that I'm thinking. Of course. Of course. Micah Parsons is twenty three and yeah. he turned twenty three in May. Oh man, that kind of has me readjusting my next pick. <laughs> That's how good of a suggestion that is. This 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 guy is unbelievable, but yeah, he's special. Uh, I think I gotta go Parsons. Ah, no, no, I think you should. I think you should. I think it's the better pick. I I think it's undisputably the better pick. I think it is too. 
If I actually, if I was actually in the GM's chair and I was building a franchise, I'm not so sure that I would shy away from a quarterback that's as talented as Justin Fields. But for as good as for as good as Micah Parsons was last year, it's so hard not to pick him. It, it, he has to be in this draft, number one. We're gonna but, get him in here. Yeah, he's got to be. All right, so Parsons, the Packers at 28. Yeah, we'll go. Par- we'll go Parsons. I'll go Parsons to the Packers. Yeah, not much of an argument for me there. Um, 29. Yep. The 49ers are on the clock. This is pretty tricky. There is somebody that I really want to take. But the reason why I'm getting I'm going off of that player is because round two is shaping up to be really loaded at wide receiver. Where I don't think the value makes sense in this spot. So I will take Joey Bosa okay. in that spot. Okay. Because once again, you're just... It's kind of what we keep hammering home. How many edge rushers are you going to get that, you know, Bosa, as we sit here, as you're listening to this show, it is his birthday. So I believe that he oh, wow. just turned, tw- he turns 28 on July 11th. Wow, look at that. Goes back to my argument about edge rushers. They usually start to hit their stride at 25. Bosa's a guy that is just going to live in that double digit sack range. And he's going to be playing for your team for a long time. Yep. So, I, and there's just not a lot of guys left on the board like that right now that you could say that about in their 20s. It's true. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Makes sense. I, I thought about Joey Bosa a uh, handful of picks earlier. Yeah. So, get him off the board. When he has been healthy, if he's ever been healthy for a full season, it's been double digit sacks. That's it. Plain and simple. Yes. You play 16 games, he's getting you double-digit sacks. That's it. And What, that's what is he going to look like with Khalil Mack across from him? Like, it's going to unlock something that people are like, holy shit, this guy is amazing. Absolutely terrifying. Chiefs. Uh, do I piss everybody off here and go Justin Fields? Because I think it makes sense, right? You get a player as talented as Justin Fields coming off a rookie season that was obviously disappointing but was not a good situation in Chicago. I get to pair him with Eric Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. Brett Veach is building the team around him. I've got a lot more faith in that. Yeah, we're getting Fields in here. I'm going Justin Fields. All right. People are going to be so mad at that. People are people are going to be like Fields fell in his own draft class, and I'm going to be like, well, you shouldn't have. Listen to the pod for the people that get mad at the graphic. Listen to the pod. Uh, Thirty-one for the Bengals here. I'm going to go with Quentin Nelson. And how old is Quentin? I haven't looked this up. Pretty young. I would guess he's 25. 26. 26. Very nice. So turned 26 in the spring. So he's playing his age 26 season. Obviously, I mean, he's the guy on the interior offensive line, I think. I think that's the difference here. You're trying to get a player that's at the best at his spot. And the talent obviously really started to disappear at this point in the draft in terms of I'm not going to reach for a quarterback. I like the value of wide receiver a lot, the way it's shaping up in rounds two and three. There wasn't a defensive player that I, I I coveted in the spot that much. There's a couple guys I'd like, but I love Quentin Nelson at his position. So he, he sneaks into round one. Well, you called it. You said we'll probably have three offensive linemen go. We've had Wirfs, Trent Williams, and Quentin Nelson all go in the first round. Well, I'm 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 torn here between three players here for the final pick for the Los Angeles Rams at number 32. The three players that I'm torn 
Cooper Cup, so him going to the Los Angeles Rams sure. would be sneaky thirty-year-old, right? Uh, he's twenty-nine. I don't know when he turns thirty. But sneaky thirty-year-old Cooper Cup, Rayshon Slater, who is twenty-three oh, years old. Great call. Will be twenty-three years old for this entire upcoming season. I great think call. That he could be a stud offensive tackle for years and years and years. And the other one's Max Crosby, who that's is... a defensive player. One of the last ones left for me. Right, who is who is about to turn 25, but uh, I'm pretty sure leads the league in pressures yep. since he came into the league, or it's at least he, he leads his draft class, which was an insane draft class of uh, Chase Young and Brian Burns and uh, Rashawn Gary and just like... Yeah, guys, pretty good. Yeah, not bad, not bad. I, I think I'm leaving Are you in a pretzel later. right now? I think I think I'm leading Slater. That's it's Slater or Crosby. It's the pick. It's 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 Slater or Crosby. Slater. It's Slater. Right. I just don't think you can get a 23 year old tackle like that. You do it. You do that pick now. Yeah. Now, reminder to everybody listening, because we are Trevor and I are thinking about the next round, even though we're not doing it when making these picks. Right. In the molds of a franchise draft in Madden. It goes back now. It snakes back. So the Rams would pick again. Oh, yeah, you're right. It would. It would snake back. So it even enhances your argument, not only that you can get two of the three that you liked, but it enhances your argument to take Slater because that tackle class might look real grim by the time they're all the way back on the clock. Mm-hmm. It's not really a position you could you could play with fire with great thought process. So I, I think that, there. I think that I was think, the runaway. I did pick. not think about that past 25, which I probably should have, but that was, a, that was a great point. I'm glad that you brought it up when we were done, Connor. You're welcome. As we said, I'm good for That's what I'm really good for. That's what I'm good for folks, man. That was a long pod. It was a long pod, but I think, I think this is a, I don't want to call it a niche pod because any NFL fan, can listen to it and be like, oh, these are how these guys value players based on everything, not just talent. Age yeah. is a huge factor on this show. You right. and I are evaluators of young NFL talent. Um, but I think it's also niche in a sense that like, there are a lot of people listening to this that are probably like you and I that did this in Madden every single year as kids. Like It was like, get the game, do the franchise draft on right. a franchise mode with the team. Right. Just blow it. Make your own team. It's I mean, a dream. Who, it's like so, dreams. So who did we who who did we leave off here that might have Tyreek Hill? So Tyreek Hill is off. Cooper Cup is off. I mentioned Max Crosby is off. Some of those younger pass rushers as well. No Christian DeAndre McCaffrey. Hopkins. Yeah, no running backs. No running backs. Board. No running backs. Didn't, didn't think that that was going to be the case. Yep. Um, David Derwin James. But he's yeah. Derwin James is the one that's going to haunt me because he's absolutely one of the top 32 players in the NFL. Yeah. The the injuries just scare me, man. They scare me. You guys heard me earlier in the pod. I tried to, I tried to cave for him. I wanted to get him in here. I just couldn't do it. Honestly, a lot of the offensive tackles in the NFL right now, the good ones, the ones that you would want to invest in, they are older. Yep. They're old. They're older players that didn't make it as much of a slam dunk. Trey white though. He's coming off the injury. Chandler Jones getting a little bit older. Yeah. Um, he's been hurt as well. Vita Vea, who's obviously good, but that's a uh, good one. He, it is. He's, but are, unique. Are, He's unique. But are you picking Vita Vea in the first round of a league redraft? No. no. And we didn't. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you are. Uh, Cam Jordan's getting up there in age. Von Miller, obviously, up there in age as well. You know who's a sneaky one? And maybe it's it's 
magnified because of the offense he plays in, but I also think he is a really quietly good NFL player. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews is coming off a year where he had almost 1,400 yards as a tight end. I mean, Mark Andrews was that entire passing offense. It just seemed like, like they were running the entire passing offense through Mark Andrews, and so I like the shout-out again. He's 26. Like, that's yeah. – he's – He's a different. He's different at the position. You picking Kyle Pitts floored me. I did not really going to get Kyle Pitts. It's it's not <sighs> like your logic doesn't make sense. He's twenty one. Like he could be. He could be. Kyle Pitts could be a one thousand yard potential tight end for the next ten years every single year. Kyle Pitts can finish it. I know this is just an insane thing to say, but Kyle Pitts can finish his NFL career as the yards leader of tight ends because he came in the league as a twenty year old. And right, he had a thousand yards. Like no rookie tight ends come in and, at twenty and also have a thousand yards. Most rookies come in and don't even have a thousand yards, but do it at twenty. How old he, is Ronnie Stanley? Another uh, guy he's, that he's twenty eight. We could without the injuries that. though. Yeah. No brainer. No brainer. Top twenty five. Yeah. Pick. He played six games in twenty twenty. Dude, he's played seven games in the last two seasons. Yeah, it's not it's, good. It sucks because he's awesome. He was an All Pro in twenty nineteen. Yeah. First team All Pro. Where is uh I thought about Marlon Humphrey as well. That's fair. How old is Humphrey? Probably twenty five. Oh, twenty six. I could've we could have picked him. Yeah. We could have picked him. The guys that got the guys that got hurt last year got recency biased in this draft, I'll admit. Unfortunately. That's how it goes, man. It's a what have you done for me lately league. It's gonna happen. You know, we didn't we didn't pick um we didn't pick Ronnie. Marlon Humphrey did play 12 games last year. He didn't wasn't hurt like the whole year. DeForest Buckner is another guy who I that's like a good that one we, that we could have picked. He certainly could have been a considered DK Metcalf. I mentioned earlier in the podcast, but uh, didn't get him in there. Could have so, got him in there. That reminds me of Minka what I was hinting at. Could have could have potentially thought about Minka there, although I probably wouldn't have got him in there. But I was gonna have the 49ers really take CD Lamb. Really okay, CD Lamb's another player that we didn't mention. But I, I was like round two. You have CD Lamb, Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf, Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin, like. There was no need to keep taking wide receivers at the end of round one. Right, right. All right, I mean, we could be at this all day because there's so many great players uh, in the NFL, but that was the that was the fun part of the exercise, one through 32. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a graphic that you guys can see when we're finished up with it. This was a longer one. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. We already know the topic for next Monday's oh, episode. Buckle and up. it's a banger. It is part one of what is going to be a little two-part Monday series that is going to be a blast before we get to that. We're picking back up on the summer scouting series starting uh, this Thursday. Do we have edge or interior defensive line? Do you remember which one we're starting I think it's interior with? D-line. Okay, we're starting with interior defensive line, so interior defensive line is this Thursday. We'll get to edge rushers uh, next Thursday. I lied. It's edge. I just Connor checked the calendar. Lied. I just Connor checked the calendar. Lied. I just checked the calendar. Right. You lied I think you hoodwinked me. I think you I think you flipped them on our calendar. Me? Tell. No. Me? Mm, yeah. Me? Which is better. I'm glad I'm watching edge players instead of IDL. So right edge now. players, the more exciting guys, I guess. The, the sack masters. Those yeah, guys. There's, look- there's a pretty good one in this class if you haven't heard. We'll take we'll take a look at some of the best edge players in college football for the 2023 NFL draft. That's coming up on Thursday. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Trevor. That's Connor. This has been the NFL Stock Machine Podcast.